These are real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so mm -hmm. they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. Sometimes you need somebody to just give you permission. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. People just want to know that they're, they just want to know that they're safe to talk and share these things. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it. Hello and welcome to this episode of Open Journal. I hope you're well, hope things are good for you. And yeah, you're just having a nice week. Uh, I hope things are going well. I'm delighted to say in this episode, Alice is returning to have a conversation with us. We're going to be catching up and finding out what's going on with her. Also talking a little bit about where we place kind of personal value on items and experiences uh, a little bit about international day of happiness which is coming up uh, on the 20th of march it's just really nice to check back in and those of you that regularly listen to the episodes will know that we now have uh, a, a good number of guests that have returned for kind of second third fourth times and it's really nice to have guests return and have an opportunity just to hear a little bit more from them about what's going on with their their life experiences, their insights, and hear a bit more about some of their expertise in certain areas as well. So a big thank you to Alice for coming on and for sharing some insights into the work that she does with clients in workplaces, but also some of her, her, her lived experiences as well. It's a great conversation and I really hope everyone that is listening enjoys our conversation. As always, if you're interested in being a guest on your podcast yourself, you can find information on the website, which is openjournalbc.com. I hope you enjoy our conversation and here's this fortnight's episode. Alice, it's lovely to sit down with you this evening. I think um, we've already had a little brief chat before we started recording, but but how are you and how is your week going? Um, yeah, really, really good, thank you. I head off to South America tomorrow for nine weeks, so it's been it's been a good week. Easy trying to get things sorted in time, but yeah, very, very good. <laughs> oh, that's amazing! It's really exciting to hear all of the different things. Like I've seen some of the stuff from your social media posts, uh, like different journeys and traveling and experiences and things like that that have been happening for you recently. Um, like how does it feel going into this year knowing that there's lots more things going on and kind of following on from your adventure last year as well? 22 was a crazy year for me. So language school, doing a lot of um, sort of shorter traveling like around Spain and things like that. And I ended the year going to Cambodia my mum where she lives America so it feels like in one respect the whirlwind 2022 is still continuing but in another respect 
2022 was really, really, really busy and there was a lot of on the plane off the plane and I, I enjoyed it and I love traveling but I think after South America I've looked at the itinerary it is hectic so I'm thinking after that I'm gonna maybe take a bit a slower pace maybe get on a few less planes so um i'm gonna continue the travel theme i'm gonna go back to cambodia though where my mum lives so yeah just still enjoying my travels but just a bit of a slower pace so it feels exciting but i also i'm big on like looking after energy and like seeing life in chapters so i think once this chapter of mega travels done i think you know i also do need to kind of just lay some roots somewhere for a little bit as well so yeah really really exciting um times ahead yeah, it's really interesting to to hear over the over the last year you you've kind of had that experience of of moving around traveling and you mentioned the experience in Valencia and I think we were talking last time um about some of your your language skills and things like that and it feels like a very different cultural or social experience that you've had over the last year or so. Um and you already mentioned booking in those future trips and travels and stuff for this year and in the future has that experience like kind of broken the way you think about kind of your routine or your week to week or is it just kind of a different process that you go through now yeah i think but for me life is certainly done in chapters so I'm, i very much saw my 2022 start of 2023 as like my epic travel adventure like my chapter of um just always constantly traveling living out of a suitcase but as glam as it as glam as it looks it is actually also really tiring and i think we have to take things like that into account into our chapters so this i'm not gonna lie this has been an amazing experience but i am also ready to yeah just like i said slow it down a little bit and i'm really big on believing that time isn't just about time but it's also about your energy so my experience of traveling my experience of living in valencia for eight months and rolling into language school that was incredible and I'm so grateful for that opportunity but I am also acutely aware of how draining that was mm. uh, emotionally physically mentally like oh, you know learning a new language you know stuff like that <laughs> so it, for me it's yes experience traveling I love it but I think you also need to know life is done in chapters and there is you've got to counterbalance that sometimes so it has made me think as well how I kind of live the next chapter um which is why i made the decision to go to cambodia uh, just because i need a bit of a slower pace mm. and where i'm going to go is a place called campot it's, it's quite a rural type place it's not a big city like the capital so i'm kind of i'm a city girl through and through but i'm actually quite excited to be taking a bit of a slower pace once i get back from south america and i think it is really important to assess your routine i think it's really important to assess how you're feeling your energy what chapter you're moving into your time management because experience is great but it can also it can also drain you as well for sure and it's really interesting to hear you kind of speak through that experience because it's kind of making me think of um i don't know if you have this sometimes i have this moment where you're having a discussion with someone and you're talking about the different opportunities or experiences you've had and you just think if although I think we're talking about like quite a big scale or a big spectrum of different experiences actually it's really really narrow like we're talking about having a different sandwich at lunchtime or going to a different <laughs> shop or something like that um 
when actually like how we can live and how we can spend our time can be so vastly different mm. and it just feels like like you say yeah not being in a city um, again being in another country in a different culture and environment really kind of opens up that spectrum to not just like your life experience but really I guess being informed about like what do you like what do you enjoy yeah. how do you like if it wants to be productivity like how do you work best but um yeah how do you live yeah. best I guess is is kind of a nice place to feel like you're moving towards as well yeah I really love that how do you live best because we we are all different and I think until you have pushed your comfort zone or tried something new or got yourself out of routine or whatever um until you've done that you don't actually quite realize so I didn't realize that I'm not homebody in the sense of you know I, I like you know creating a beautiful home and cleaning and cooking I'm not that type of home person but living in a flat share in Spain constantly in and out of different Airbnbs it really taught me that actually I really do need that little bit of sanctuary and I do need somewhere even if it's not my home you know my name's not on the deeds I need to make it feel like home which then brings on to the question of well what do I need to anchor me what do I need to make me feel like I'm at home and one of the things I packed into it to Valencia which everyone laughed at me was things that I'd, I'd taken from my office back in my my home that I obviously you know oh. I packed all my stuff up and now traveling but I took those little things with me because it was like my way of anchoring and making it feel like my home because it was my stuff. So just really silly things like I took my little A sign. I took my um, my fake pink peonies. <laughs> I took my Buddha. Um, and everyone was like, why are you wasting this luggage space? And I was like, because this is just a little bit of my home. And now I've sold my home and put all my stuff in storage. It's just that little anchor to my home. Mm. And I think things like that, yeah, you, you do get really aware of your needs and your wants and like you said how do you live your best life yeah so in that um that phrasing of why are you wasting your space on that um it's it's yeah again like the where we're placing value where we yeah. perceive um like the most important things to be whereas like you say actually if that's something that grounds you centers you or makes you feel like an element of home within a situation yeah isn't that way more valuable than like an extra book or an extra jumper or yeah or whatever um yeah. and that that as well was really influenced you were saying about like you know experience and going forward that's really influenced my packing for mm. south america you know i've got 23 kilos for nine weeks and i'm going everywhere from the galapagos islands which is like 35 degrees bikini weather mm. to trek in patagonia which is going to be five degrees <laughs> and i need like wind windproof trousers waterproofs <laughs> and stuff like literally every every climate i'm going through it and obviously you know you've got to take the right equipment i'm not going to go trekking in a mountain without the wrong gear but mm. I also did reserve a little bit of luggage space for the Alice anchoring thing so you know I've taken my some crystals um I've, I've, I've just taken a few I don't know I suppose people would call them home comforts or creature comforts just so I feel grounded whilst I'm traveling around South America and sleeping in a different bed every night yeah and and they become more important sometimes in those situations as well don't they when you yeah. like you say you're moving around your um intense hostels and other people's houses yeah uh, you you need to be able to make sort of your space with no space 
yeah so um yeah I think like you say it's really interesting to see how you kind of shift your mindset slightly with some of those items and the way you are kind of thinking about things and yeah then in the future I guess when you decide or when you get to a stage where you are settling somewhere if you decide to do that then how you kind of assign value to items again at that stage like do those things become yeah. less important because you are creating your own space it'd be yeah it'd be really really interesting yeah and, and I, I'm I wouldn't say I'm a hugely materialistic person but you know I, I'm like any girl I like my shoes and handbags <laughs> and again it's it, it, this being away in 2022 made me really assess like what am I taking with me what am I not because you can't take everything mm. and yeah it just it does really make you think like what you actually do really need and and what you can get away with and live without and actually if that tatty jumper makes you feel cozy and at home well then take the tatty jumper <laughs> mm. I think it's definitely it's really it's a, for me hopefully for people listening but for me it's a really interesting conversation because I think there are I'd say I feel certain similarities with um having gone through the process of being divorced and getting rid of like everything like items just become not that valuable and it can be like a big thing yeah. to not want to hold things like you just don't want stuff because it's more stuff you might lose or have to give up at a later stage yeah and so now I, I really find like a tricky I find it tricky to get rid of stuff because as soon as I get rid of stuff I go quite extreme the other way of like we don't really need to keep any of this. <laughs> so then it becomes a little bit hard to get rid of anything because you, that scale I find quite hard to manage now. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a journey. And I think people that have had experiences where different life situations have happened or they've had to um, maybe go into uh, like residential care as well, um, where you've not had your own space. I think those items... Um, and that mindset can become really, really important for people. Mm. So I think it's definitely something that there's lots of variation on people's experiences with that as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it, I think it's how it makes you question what do you really need? So I'm currently staying at my nan's at the moment whilst I'm kind of in between Cambodia and, and the travels. And she would give me something and I was like nah I don't I don't need it and she's like oh but it doesn't fit me and like it's brand new and I was like, I don't need this top and I was like nah I, I don't even have own a home like what am I going to do with this extra top <laughs> like I've got nowhere to put it um it just makes you, it forces you to go do I need it do I want it mm. um and I and I've definitely been guilty of frivolous spending in the past so um and, and accumulating stuff I don't really don't need so it really does force you into a different way of thinking <laughs> It's really tricky because, yeah, we, we've done similar things with trying to um, encourage if gifts are incoming that there um, may be things that, that are like those. You can get more experience cards and things like that now. Um, yeah. And it's just that, yeah, it's, it's, it's trying to have less waste as well, isn't it? The amount of like we, we're, we're a little bit past kind of um, Christmas and festive periods and things like that. But the amount of kind of gift giving that people don't always need and I think when um now we're living through a period where people are are really struggling with with money and yeah. how they're living um to reconsider those gifts and how we give as well I think is a really valuable thing actually giving someone your time or if they've asked for something in particular maybe lean towards that um, oh my god yeah absolutely 
yeah I think there's yeah there's a lot in in that gift giving and like I say I think time is a really interesting one as well like we're we're coming round to kind of a link I guess to some of the stuff we were mentioning earlier but in March there's a an international day of happiness it's one of the like campaign days that some people might see being shared online and um in different conversations they might be having i think it's really interesting um for for us to almost like stop and pause and i don't know if you've done this with some of your previous work but i know with some of our community conversations we we ask people kind of like what supports your well-being what helps keep you well and happy and positive and engaged whether that's kind of at work or at home and I think it's a really um, friendly way into a conversation about mental health as well, because it's it, that's not in the title. It's about happiness and kind of how mm. you feel. Uh, I don't know if that's come across in some of the like the work or the conversations that you have with people in encouraging them to to consider their happiness and their general well being rather than maybe being productive all of the time. Oh my god, yeah, absolutely. Like I'm really big on creating what I call life by design. And it's not about it being perfect. It's not about just, you know, putting the glossy pictures on Instagram. It's about how you want to live every single day. And I think sometimes we get a bit, um, we get a bit sidetracked, you know, a bit shiny object syndrome, a bit like peering on someone else's garden and seeing their grass is greener. And it's pretty easy to do that, especially with social media. Mm. And we look at all the shiny stuff. Like we look at so-and-so's holiday or they've got the latest designer shoes or whatever it might be. But life by design isn't just about the big stuff. It's how you want to live day to day. So when I work with clients for example and they want to find more time often it's not time for that one extravagant holiday every year it will be things like Alice I want some more time with my kids or I want more time for me or to exercise or personal development it's just these smaller things that they want to do every day and I think happiness falls into that happiness falls into that life by design choice intention how you want to show up every day it isn't just about productivity and, and going through your list as quick as possible it's like actually how do I want to be today how do I want to feel today how do I want to show up what do I want to invest in and I think that's really really important and for me happiness is connected to that I'm sure it's it's really interesting how you kind of have it tied into those different things as well and encouraging people to have those conversations is it, and I think this is something we might have kind of mentioned last time, if people have, have listened to our previous conversation of how do how do you kind of manage that as well when you're trying to keep yourself happy and positive and, and well, while also encouraging or maybe taking on some of the load that some of your clients might be having certain experiences mm -hmm. and kind of wanting to chat through those with you. Um, how yeah. do you manage your time and kind of that experience of potentially being exposed to some of those conversations yeah I love that question because I think that's really important for us to to consider for ourselves and for me I'm really big on what I call energy management and for me this is not just about time you know the 24 hours that we have in the day but the energy that we have in those 24 hours as well and we've got to be really mindful of that because you know energy plays an important part in that happiness and in that life by design and, and how we use our time and sometimes we procrastinate or we don't get things done because we haven't got the energy it isn't because we haven't got the time it's because we haven't got the energy or for example like with my line of work as a coach 
I work with people day in, day out. I don't know what they're going to bring to the session. It could be sky high. It could be rock bottom. And I absorb that energy in that sense as well. So then I've got to make sure I'm really looking after myself. I always say you can't pour from an empty cup. And I really stand by that truth because I can only give my best Alice, whatever capacity we're talking, whether that's as a coach, a friend, whatever. Mm. I, I can only do that if I look after myself first and I think what we tend to do is we look after everyone else and then we put ourselves to the bottom of the list but actually you've really got to protect your energy and I think the only way that I've been able to oh god my last three years it's you know it's been three years since I started the business pretty much to the day and I think I've only been able to to grow my business travel the world navigate a pandemic and and a divorce unexpectedly whilst all this has been going on I, I think it is because I am I am religious about you know, not pouring from that empty cup and always looking after myself and my energy first. Yeah, I think it's like you say, it's so important and so overlooked. And I guess yeah. it's without being too uh I'm not sure if it's judgmental, but being maybe rude of of thinking, yeah, I think that often we do find that there are people that are kind of fulfill carer roles or coach roles, um, like yourself, where um, you do take on quite a lot you take mm. on a lot of those conversations you're caring for people and it's really difficult for for those of us that maybe have kind of those care roles to to put yourself first to have that um, prompt almost to sort of shift from caring for one person two people 20 people um, generally just looking at how you're supporting others whether it's it through a um, like yourself through a coaching role or just in the way that you live in supporting maybe a family at home yeah. colleagues at yeah. work um, maybe in your friendship group like you're the person yeah. that kind of checks in on people and you know offers to go for a chat and things like that having that almost like mind shift focus to go oh actually how do I feel yeah <laughs> what do absolutely. I need right now um, can be a really difficult thing for for people to kind of click into I think yeah, and I think sometimes it is just habit, like we're not used to doing it. Because mm. when I talk to my clients about it, and I'm like, right, you've got all this going on. Are you looking after yourself? And they're like, oh, shit, no. <laughs> and I just think we're, we just habitually forget. Mm. Or perhaps there might be a little bit of that societal pressure. You know, we, we have that um, pressure perhaps as a mum. You might have that pressure to look after the family first. So I think it, it, it probably is a combination. But yeah, you've, you've got to check in with yourself. You know, how how am I feeling what what is my energy like like am I happy like all these kind of things mm. yeah I I noticed I think at some stage last year I was like oh I just need I need like a day to like just chill out and I think mm. um I think uh probably in previous conversations I've mentioned like I'm rubbish with annual leave like I really struggle to take annual leave because in my head it's for like a holiday it's for going somewhere and then mm. if you're not going anywhere, then I just don't take it. I'm like, oh, yeah. well, that, that's for going on holiday. Yeah. Um, and then last year, I remember I was like, right, I'm, I'm, ha I'm taking a day. Um, and I think, or I, I think I even did this twice. So one of the days I was like, right, I'm going to have a, um, I'm going to go to the gym and it's not going to like be at the evening, like after a long day of work, I'm going to go on my day off and I can go at like lunchtime be there for like three hours and really like not be in a rush and chill and still yeah, have just enjoy it yeah um so that was like one of my days and then the other day was the complete reverse of like right 
I'm going to a Pizza Hut restaurant. I'm going in for that buffet <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not going to be rushed. <laughs> and it's just, having, <laughs> it's just having those days. But oh my goodness, like that's that's like two days in, I don't know how long, like four years, probably five years. And I think it's just getting into that mindset. Like, like actually, you don't just need holiday days. And for some people, holidays are maybe not holidays. Um but it's having those days and those moments where you just, you, like you say, you pause, you reflect, you have some time to do the things that bring you happiness and bring you yeah. um, some fulfillment, like that fill up your cup. Um, yeah. I think it's so important. Yeah. And I think it's really important to have that awareness as well. Like, I love the fact that you knew what you needed to do. And yeah, one day it was a Pizza Hut binge and the other day it was a, a gym marathon. Like, it, and it's so important to have that awareness. So one of the things that I always know if I'm taking on too much is I just crave being on my own and reading a book. And when I start going, oh, would everyone just stop texting me? As soon as I get that, I'm like, oh, I think I'm overloaded. I think I need some quiet Alice time. I think I've taken on too much or whatever it may be. But I think that awareness is really important of like, OK, what do I need? Do I need the book, the pool, the pizza heart? Like, what is it? Um, because, yeah, I just think sometimes we aren't listening to that little inner voice that's shouting at us. Um, and that's when we end up, obviously, unhappy or burnt out or exhausted or whatever it may be. So, yeah, I love that. You you had that recognition and awareness. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely going to try and work on, like, keeping that as more of a... I don't definitely. know if it's off, it can be a constant, but I think just having those couple of days where it's like, yeah. oh, okay, this isn't... This isn't for anyone. This is just for chilling and, you yeah. know, try and limit the amount of like, oh, cool. If I take that day, right, what I can do is I can get all these jobs at home done. Like, yeah. Like they will get done somehow, somewhere. And like there's a little bit of a balance to that because I've already fallen into that this year of going, I could take that day off. And if I just treat it as a work day, I can get all of these house tasks done. Yeah. Like, You're not treating it like a work day. That just is a work day. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think this is why we love a long, long weekend, don't we? Like a bank mm. holiday or something like that. But then the problem is we try to cram as much as possible in it, whether it's like seeing in-laws brunching with friends and then mm. you, you get to work again and you're, you're absolutely shattered. <laughs> yeah, I feel like there's um, like quite a lot of people now that, like you say, they'll do like a week's holiday over a three or four day weekend. Um, and that's become like, oh, yeah, we'll do we'll see all these people or we'll go away and I just yeah it's it's you condensing so much and cool like if if you can fit it into that time and if your time is maybe just to go somewhere and be there um but like you say if it's a case of like oh Friday lunchtime we're going to be here Friday afternoon we're going to be here and then Saturday morning we've got to be somewhere else uh it's you're really cramming things in there so it's just yeah. I guess it depends on what relaxation and kind of rest means to you and how you're enjoying that that time as well yeah absolutely yeah I think that awareness is key one of the other things we we briefly mentioned kind of before we started was looking at how happiness kind of comes into the workplace and different careers uh, and job environments that people can be in as well and I know you have a lot of support and you have lots of conversations with people um, through your work and with your clients about how to be productive and how to be positive in their work environment. Are there some things that are coming up in 2023 that you're kind of signposting people to or thinking about doing um, throughout the year? 
Yeah, there's there's a couple of things actually that I've really noticed. Um, obviously, we're only a month into the year, but there's a couple of uh, common themes that I'm already noticing with my clients for this year. The first one is you don't have to start the year with a bang. And this is actually something that I talked about quite a lot at the start of the year on my Instagram, because I actually started the new year really slow and I eased myself back into it. And it's a bit different for me because I've got my own business. I don't work nine to five, but you know, that pressure of like, oh, all guns blazing, you know, got to get all the business projects done. Like I really took that pressure off and the gas off the pedal and a lot of my clients did as well because you know they, I think because we'd been in lockdown for so long last year was the first year that we'd been so sociable and I think a lot of people got to the end of 22 and just felt absolutely knackered mm. and uh, you know we have to give ourselves that permission to be like do you know what you don't have to go full pelt all the time and a lot I've noticed a lot of my clients are easing themselves into 2023 slowly building up the habits slowly building up the work and you know what? That is absolutely okay. That is very different, obviously, from like procrastination. But you know, when it's intentional, that is okay. And another thing that I've noticed is a lot of people needing that clear space. So a lot of my clients are like decluttering their offices and work environments. Um, you know, going to co-working spaces or deciding that they're going to work from coffee shops more if they're a business owner this year and I think sometimes we underestimate how important the work environment is and over the last what couple of years like during you know during since post pandemic etc a lot of us did shake up our work environments whether that was working from home or whatever and I think we don't realize like the, the impact that it actually has and we just kind of oh just make do and you know I'm I'm the same I I'm currently I don't have my own home so when I'm back in England I, I squat at my nans and I, I've got my own room which is a blessing but you know it's not to my decor and the desk isn't set up how I want to and and stuff like that and it, it does impact you and I think yeah definitely the kind of slower start to work and your work environment like they're definitely themes that I'm already seeing and yeah as I say it's only been the first month of this year yeah so like you say hearing the different experiences that um people are having in the different approaches to the start of the year and uh that that mindset of like how you're working as well I think last yeah. time you might have mentioned kind of that growing number of people that are self-employed or at small businesses or charities I think it feels like there are more of those people like I'm always conscious that's you know it's from your own experience so that there's an element of that but I think that uh I've had a couple of conversations recently where people have gone oh the thing is is the benefit of being at home is I can kind of crack on with stuff and you know I'm not distracted as much and I'm already paying to for that house so like why yeah. why would I not be there and I think yeah that's great and it is it's really positive that people have the opportunity to work in a way now that uh, they didn't really sort of four years ago. Mm. Um, but I think it's important now to go, we've had a period of time, you know, you've had a couple of years of that and really try and reflect on what are some of the things that you have maybe missed out on or are not getting when you're working at home or remotely or for most people alone Mm. um and how can you kind of best manage that if that's now not a covid thing that's you're not doing that because of the pandemic you're now doing that because of that's how your role works or that's how your workplace is set up um 
thinking about how do you engage with other people like you say going to the coffee shop or things like that in the past maybe we would have thought oh but i'm paying you know five or ten pound for my lunch instead of having something at home um yeah but like that's you're also paying for like the room hire of that space technically you're paying for the entertainment or the distraction of people walking past the window like there's other things that are going into that experience you're going outside you're physically moving around and moving your body so you're not sat for three four seven hours at the same thing so yeah and I think that's really important as well yeah I, I I see um obviously there is a balance you know if you're if you're watching the pennies as well but you know I I I, the other day was like do you know what I love my nan but I need to get out of the house so I walked into town and I went to I think it was a Costa or whatever you know there's not much options around here so I ended up in a Costa and it actually was brilliant and I don't know four quid for a large latte or whatever it was I was drinking that day but I saw that as an investment Mm. because that four quid bought me an hour and a half of pure productivity and no interruptions and you know I love my nan but she does like to interrupt quite a lot whilst I'm working and so for me that four quid was worth it that four quid was worth me getting out the house getting that fresh air and having 90 minutes of pure productivity um and I changed scenery so you know different ideas are popping and stuff so yeah I think it's you know like you say it's not just about oh well you know I could make a coffee for free in my my own kitchen Hmm. yeah of course you could but actually what is that what is that coffee outside the house going to bring you for sure and I think like I said everyone's kind of managing their own budgets and their own time but I think that uh yeah that idea of it's an investment the extra things that you're getting from from that and I think yeah places value maybe you're not going to do it every day but breaking up your days or your weeks I think is really really valuable and kind of giving you that experience yeah definitely I've got one client who's as I say you know this is a big thing that seems to be coming up for people and they've gone you know what once a week I'm just gonna get out and and treat myself to a little coffee and I think that's also great as well if you can perhaps type to those jobs that you procrastinate on and don't enjoy doing um because it's like a little treat then so I often like (laughs) do it for jobs I don't like like admin (laughs) um but you know she was like just for once a week you know just something different Mm, yeah I think so and I think yeah especially if you're finding um you're spending quite a lot of time on your own or not moving very much thinking about those different ways that you can mix up your day I think is really really valuable from a health perspective and a well-being perspective of you know you're not just sat in the same room however nice your room may or may not be uh having that opportunity yeah just just to go outside to to move around be around other people even if you're not talking to them uh I think is is really valuable definitely definitely We've talked about a few different things um, through today's conversation and you've mentioned some of the work that you do with clients as well, Alice. It'd be really interesting if people that maybe haven't heard um, you speak before or haven't heard about some of the work that you do, if you could just tell us um, a little bit about the work that you offer clients and if maybe they want to find out a bit more about yourself or some of the things that you do, where they can go to find out about you and that work. Oh my god, yeah, sure. Well, in case you haven't guessed already, guys, I am a little bit obsessed with time and energy management. <laughs> so um for me, yeah, I, I I'm I love supporting people with their time and energy management, their productivity and their habits, but I do teach it in a slightly different way. Hopefully that's come across as, as well and kind of what I advocate. Um 
just a little backstory. Uh, old Alice was very much about the time management, very much about the productivity, taking stuff off the to-do list. And that was great, but I ended up burning out big time in 2019 and I couldn't understand why. And I was thinking, I'm really good at time management. Like I'm really good at planning and prioritising, juggling multiple workloads, you know, yada, yada, yada. And, and I thought, ah, hang on a minute, I'm not looking after me. And that's why I said about the self-care early and not pouring from an empty cup. Like, I'm so big on that now. So I like to take a very holistic approach to time management. For me, it's not just the time, it's everything else as well. Like your well-being, your happiness, your self-care, your life by design. So I work with clients on a one-to-one basis. Generally speaking, uh, the majority of clients that I work with are business owners. Um, so I end up doing a lot of kind of like strategy work with them as well, because again, you know, if you're running a business, you've got to have a strategy on how you're using your time. Uh, so I ended up doing a lot of business stuff as well. Um, and I also do group programs as well. So we've just literally finished that energy management program, which I absolutely love. So this was taking a deeper dive into looking at the different elements that make up our energy management, because it's not just about the clock. And I'm just about to uh, launch my first online time management course. So I've run time management programs in the past, which have been amazing, but I do appreciate that not everyone has the time exact at that exact point of when I'm launching it. Um, so I wanted to create a self-study, self paced course that people could do at any time in their own time to learn about time management um so yeah that's that's coming soon um yeah which i'm very excited about that's amazing and i think like uh last year as well you had uh uh like a networking event as well that we kind of i don't think we spoke about it last time i can't remember quite when our times were and how close we were to that as well so there there's other events and things like that that may or may not pop up again in the future as well yeah oh well i'm always doing the random ad hoc webinars challenges um yeah just things like that because i just yeah and i know i always do them for free as well because i just think that the, the more people can that can benefit from understanding about the time and energy management the better amazing and if people do want to find out about some of those um, opportunities where is the best place for them to go websites and social medias and things like that Alice yeah so you can come and uh, check my website out which is very easy it's just my name so it's just alicedartnell.com and if you want to come say hi please please do um, I'd love to know what you've taken from the conversation today or what your thoughts are uh, or if you need any support I'm always happy to throw a tip out there uh, I mainly hang out on Instagram so it's Alice underscore Dartnell I do have a LinkedIn profile and I do go on there sporadically but I gotta confess it's not that often so uh, the content is definitely more up to date on Instagram uh, but if you do have me on LinkedIn then obviously say hi and, and make a connection say this is where you heard me from and I'll be sure to add you I feel like LinkedIn is still my I'll post like three times in a day and then not for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> not quite got the steadiness. The consistency of LinkedIn. Yeah. Like I'm here today, guys. <laughs> oh dear. Love it. <laughs> Thank you so much, Alice, for coming on today and sharing some of your experience, uh, knowledge and expertise as well. It's been really interesting to hear a little bit more about your story and, and everything that's going on at the moment so hopefully um if yeah anyone wants to find out more definitely go and have a look at the website or alice's socials on uh instagram as well um yeah thank you so much for coming on and sharing oh thank you so much for having me it's been a blast thank you
These are not real people. They do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves. I just shut down. So many people suffer from mental illness. To get the word out that men have got to start talking. A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation, so they can't appreciate, yeah. It's difficult dealing with our minds, and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's, it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this, this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. Sometimes you need somebody to just give you permission. And I think people realise how helpful that one conversation can be just to figure out why you are feeling the way you are. Not only did this help me to write it, it potentially might have helped some other people as well. So it sort of started from there. People just want to know that they're, they just want to know that they're safe to talk and share these things. So many people think they're alone. And then you hear other people talk about it and they think, oh, that's, you know, that's so brave or I could relate to that. Um, and then they want to talk about it.